advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Hello once again, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holters with you, voice of the Chiefs, along with senior team reporter Matt McMullen. I could come up with some tricky acronym for this one, like OICW, but truthfully, all we have to say is it's Cincinnati week. And the, I mean, water will start boiling on stoves throughout the Chiefs' kingdom. Uh, Your radiator fluid's going to fly out of your car because it was just, Briefly, in January, the two losses to the Chiefs to the Bengals. One to cost them the one seed, later regained by Kansas City. And then two, of course, the AFC Championship game with the Chiefs against the Bengals. But here we are. It's Cincinnati week. And I'll just be honest with you. You know I don't get excited in the booth. You'll be in the booth with me. Full disclosure, I'm excited for this game. Yeah, earlier this week on one of our segments, we were trying to figure out what we were going to wear. And I was like, we have this nice gray pullover. We can wear that. And Mitch is like, no, we're wearing red this week. It's Cincinnati week. And I totally get that because you think about last year, the Chiefs started three and four. And then after that, they only lost two games the rest of the season, both to Cincinnati, uh, prevented us from getting to a third consecutive Super Bowl. And You and I try to focus Mm. on every single week and every single challenge, just like the team does. But we're also human, and we're Chiefs fans. And since the schedule came out, since we knew we were going to play the Bengals, obviously the way the formula works way back in uh, January, right after the season ended, we've circled this game. And it's just week 13. It's not the same as a playoff game. But still, I want to win this game really bad. Kind of feels like a playoff game. And we'll get into this. We're going to go around the world first. But... The Cincinnati Bengals are a team, okay, all the discussion has been for the one seed, race for the one seed, right? It's Bengals or Bills, Bills, Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, Bills, Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills. And they go, oh, wait a minute, here are the Dolphins. Going to account for them. Well, what about the Ravens? No one has mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll get into this. We're going to go around the world, and then we'll do a deep dive into this game. But I'm going to mention it, so will you, the Cincinnati Bengals, are a force again, and we'll get into why. But first, let's go a defending the kingdom tradition. Let's go around the world. Yeah, so once again, for a second consecutive week, I have 21 in honor of Trent McDuffie, who I'm predicting has his first interception as a pro this week off Joe Burrow. Love that. Yeah, I I think that's fantastic. I'm putting it out there in the universe, so hopefully that occurs. Uh, We have Jim in Carbondale. You coached his son Jimmy in basketball when he was in eighth grade in 1996. Jimmy was a good player. Yeah. Yeah, the Carbondale Vikings. Yeah. They become the Santa Fe Trail Chargers, but Jimmy's a good player. Jimmy could jump out of the gym. Yeah. Yeah, a little few back back screen alley-oops for dunks. Yeah, well, Jim Sr. says hello. Yeah. Um, we have a listener in Ankara, Turkey. They watch the Rams game from the Alerta Pub in Ankara with the Chiefs <laughs> fan club there. So super cool. Uh, we have TJ in Coffeyville, Kansas. Uh, the dude works 18 hours a day, six days a week, but always makes time to listen to DTK. He works 18 hours a day, yep. six days a week? Yep, guy works a lot, but the Chiefs are his therapy. So. That's some serious overtime, man. Yeah, sure is. Shout out to TJ. Yeah. Uh, we've got Andrew and his son, Ben, in Mount Pearl, Newfoundland. Newfoundland? Newfoundland. Newfoundland, Newfoundland yeah. Uh, Andrew and his wife took a trip to Kansas City in 2014, and ever since then, the Chiefs have been his team. And he says he's the biggest Chiefs fan there, but there's actually a lot of Chiefs fans there. So pretty cool. 
We should do one of our mobile shows from there. I'm ready. We'll go to Turkey first, then we'll go to uh, Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, we have Russ in Newton, Kansas, a listener Ooh, in St. John, Canada. Uh, the Morgan family is checking in from Good Hope, Missouri. Uh, we have a listener in Meridian, Idaho. Leslie is in Tampa. Uh, she was born the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl four, and she turned 50 the year that we won Super Bowl 54. So which is another birthday present, hopefully, for her this year. Yeah, 57. Yeah. How does yeah. it sound? Let's do that. I think it sounds great. Yeah, it's got a nice round number, 57. Yeah. Uh, we have a listener in Calgary. Uh, he's going to the game. Wait a in- minute. That's the third Canadian. You've said Newfoundland? Yeah. Uh, who else did you St. John. St. John. Yep, and now Calgary. Wow. Yeah, lots of Canadians. Yeah, up in the corner. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Love um, it. Yep. He's going to uh, his first ever Chiefs game. It'll be in Denver at Mile High, but it's the first time he'll ever see Patrick Mahomes play in person, representing Chiefs Kingdom out there in Denver. So pretty cool. And if you're going to come with the guys that always come in the tuxes, the red tuxes, haven't seen those guys lately. Yeah, we'll have to follow up. Yeah, they come to every game. Where are they from? Saskatchewan, I think they drive down. Calgary, Winnipeg, right? Winnipeg, yeah. Winnipeg, That's Winnipeg. Right. Um, so we have Nick in Pasco, Washington, yeah. close to Canada. Yep. Uh, Matt from Kennedy, New York. Uh, Dieter from Cologne, Germany. Tim from Austria. So we've gone from Canada now to Central Europe. Uh, Tammy from Garden City, Kansas. Edward in the Philippines. And then a totally separate listener is Jesse, also in the Philippines. And they say they're the number one fan there. So that's some competition for Edward. But we've had a lot of listeners in the Philippines. Uh, We've got Luke in St. Pete, Florida. Trent from Chicago, a.k.a. The Kingdom. Love that. Uh, Travis in Aubrey, Texas. His grandfather was a red coder, and Fred in Asheville, North Carolina. Only on the Defending the Kingdom will you be able to go from Cologne, Germany, to Austria, to Garden City, Kansas. <laughs> yeah. In a f- single sentence. Yeah. So well done yeah. around the world. It's great. Fun segment. Uh, and wherever you're at in the Chiefs Kingdom, where you're in Turkey uh, or Newfoundland or Garden City, Kansas, you're probably ready for this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, let's give some props here to the Bengals because they're now flying under the radar. They're under the radar. They are under the clouds or above the clouds. Nobody can see them, and they're going to pop out of the clouds. This game uh, feels like that for them when you look at it from their side. Seven and four, but three of their four losses have been by a combined eight points. And uh, when you look at what they've done, they've won seven of the last nine games. Uh, Joe Burrow's stats are just behind Patrick Mahomes. When you really do a close look, they're going to get Jamar Chase back. And NFL.com did a – you can find this. You can uh, do the drop-down. Uh, but what Ed Holm – Eric Edholm. Eric Edholm. Yeah, Excellent article because it's three teams that are worse than their record and three teams that are better than their record. And his second-place team that are better than their record, his first was San Francisco – were the Cincinnati Bengals, and I couldn't agree with him more. This is a seven and four team in that has, uh, or a nine and two team in seven and four clothing. Yeah, they're a team that bounced back from a pretty tough start this year. Joe Burrow had four interceptions in that Week One loss to Pittsburgh, I believe, and it would make a lot of sense for a team like Cincinnati losing the Super Bowl last year. You have a first place schedule this year. Get off to a slow start. Maybe you have a bit of a Super Bowl hangover. But to their credit, they've fought back, and they're having a pretty nice season now. They've won five of their last six, including a very physical win over the Titans last week. And Tennessee wanted that one bad last week. And Cincinnati, without Jamar Chase, without Joe Mixon, found a way to win it. This team, to me, and it goes back to what we saw from them last year, and it's uh, continued this season, is they do not give up. 
And against Tennessee early last week, they were having some offensive issues, only 67 yards of total offense and three points on their first five drives in that game. But they just hung in there. And that's really the DNA of the Cincinnati group as they hang in there. Unfortunately, we saw it twice last year where things were not going well for them in the first half of either of the games we played them in. Uh, and they hung in there and found a way in the end. They do not give up. The good thing for the Chiefs going into this one is they are not underestimating the Bengals. No. They know what happened last year. And even if the Bengals are kind of flying under the radar, I can say with certainty they are not flying under the radar for the Chiefs. No, that was an, a global NFL uh, observation, not in the Chiefs' kingdom and not in the building and where we're doing this podcast. Uh, interesting you bring that up because people forget – we just think of the final score and, and move on, and that's all that counts, right? You look back at scores 50 years ago. You didn't know what happened, what the weather was like. But let's be honest. In that game in January in the regular season, the Chiefs led by 14 points on three separate occasions, leading 14-0, 21-7, and 28-14, and lose at the buzzer. Then, then in the um, and had a kickoff return for a touchdown by Byron Pringle called back because of penalty. All right, the AFC Championship game, we all know too well, the most discussed sequence of plays in the last 10 years around here, the plays before the half. But the Chiefs are up 21-10. They're at 21-3 lead at that point. If they kick a field goal, it's 24-10. Chiefs get the ball. If they have a six-minute drive and kick a field goal, it's 27-10. And most of the third quarter is used up. And life and history could have been different. The Chiefs play the Rams in Super Bowl 56. Uh, But we know that's not the case. But the point here is, in both of those games – Give credit to Cincinnati because they did not give up. Zach Taylor's done a great job with this team. But let's look at the other side of that. The Chiefs were in control of both of those games. Yeah, yeah, they certainly were. And one reason I think the Chiefs are better equipped to win against the Bengals this year, and there's a few different reasons, but particularly from an offensive point of view, Isaiah Pacheco has been running the ball very well lately. He has the fourth most rushing yards in the NFL over the last three weeks. And the common theme in both of the losses last year is the defensive scheme for Cincinnati, particularly in the AFC Championship game. They were rushing three and dropping eight and playing man coverage. Very difficult to do that if you're running the ball effectively. Uh, And the Chiefs, hopefully in this game, my hope is they can get a lead. And then in the second half, if Cincinnati wants to deploy that defense, just keep running Isaiah Pacheco at them over and over, and they're going to have to abandon it. And then that opens things up for Patrick Mahomes in the passing game. So the Chiefs overall, their roster at this point is better constructed, I think, to beat Cincinnati based on how Cincinnati ended up beating the Chiefs last year. I'll give you another reason, too, and not just Pacheco. This Chiefs team is wired different offensively this year. And to play, oh, let's show four and drop eight into coverage, that means sometimes not only running the ball well against with Pacheco, but making tough catches in the voids in the zone at six, five, six, four, five, six yards. That's what the Chiefs have done this year. Much different than a year ago. They're just conditioned uh, better to do it personnel-wise with guys like Juju Smith-Schuster. He knows all about these guys. He was in the same division with them. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is wired different. Still getting the same numbers productivity just doing a little bit different it's something we've talked about since the summer so yeah if they're going to drop eight rush three there's maybe some countermeasures that the Chiefs have this year but let's jump back to the Bengals here Um, and then I think another reason why the Chiefs are better suited to play this team in matchups but the Bengals when you look at big plays 20 plus passes they are third in the league right now the Chiefs are number one Miami is number two the much talked about Dolphins these guys are three 
And that's four games without Jamar Chase. So now Jamar Chase comes back. T. Higgins is having a huge year. Yeah. Um, and so and Joe Burrow again is is on fire. So they are, are still explosive and can be more explosive getting Chase back. Yeah, Burrow, I mentioned that slow start he had earlier this season. Since week six, he has 14 touchdown passes, tied with Patrick Mahomes for the most in the NFL. He's been playing really good football. And T. Higgins, yeah, having a very sneaky, amazing year for them. He has 57 grabs for 826 yards. Chase has been out a while now, and he'll likely be back for this game because everyone gets healthy against the Chiefs, right? right? But we, the first game they didn't have him was against Cleveland, and their offense really struggled. And again, to their credit, since then, they've found a way to move the football effectively without Jamar Chase, plug him back in there. We'll see how much he plays this week, but uh, obviously an electric player. And yeah, their downfield passing game is very good. Uh, they have nine passing touchdowns of 20 or more yards this season. That's second most in the NFL. They're good on third down, uh, fourth in the NFL at 47.1%. And they're very good in the red zone, number two red zone offense in the league at 71.4% in terms of scoring touchdowns. Again, though, the reason I think the Chiefs are better equipped defensively this year as well to handle the Bengals is the young secondary that we have. That's where I was going. Yeah, and our young defenders this year have gotten better and better every single week. Uh, And I'm excited to see what they can do against the Bengals because it's a great test for them. But having guys like Trent McDuffie, uh, Jalen Watson with his height and his speed, Brian Cook at safety, and then some guys that have been here. Hopefully, Juan Thornhill is back for this game. But I think the second Joshua Williams continues to grow. Oh yeah, he, he jumps into that absolutely. Discussion. Uh, and I'm I'm hopeful that the young secondary that's gotten better and better uh, every single game here can have a really nice game against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, this is almost an entirely new secondary they're facing in Kansas City, and I believe it's a very talented and and physically gifted one. So. Obviously, the Bengals have a very nice offense, lots of playmakers, guys everywhere. Haven't even mentioned Tyler Boyd uh, in this offense, but the Chiefs secondary is much better equipped this year to handle Cincinnati, I think. It's a great test for them, and hopefully they can pass it. I'm going to throw the linebackers in there, too. Willie Gay Jr., Nick Bolton. This is a different configuration the Chiefs are playing with now than they did in January. And Nick Bolton didn't even start the regular season game uh, in Cincinnati in January. Uh but we've just seen more speed. You have to have speed to take on. I was talking to Brian Cook about this earlier today. You've got to have speed uh, to deal with Cincinnati's speed. Let me tell you something else about the Bengals that I think is overlooked. And what's interesting about this team this year is that they are the best in the league. And this is kind of one of those stats you got to dig in a little deeper. They're best in the league with 26 drives of at least five minutes. They are third in the league in time of possession. So when you get big play, hey, 20-plus yard teams – They don't always command time of possession. This Bengals team is. They are the best in the league with 13 touchdowns at the end of those drives that take at least five minutes. So they're not going down there and getting field goals. They're getting touchdowns. And they are the best in the NFL at having 111 points in drives that take at least five minutes or more. That goes back to the 13 touchdowns. But that can be overlooked here because the blend. They Yes, they have great speed. Mixon will be back this week. We saw what Samaje Piran can do. His screen pass that made it 21-10 to 10 was a big flip of that game last year uh, in the AFC Championship game. So this is a team that's not only explosive in Cincinnati, great speed. They have the ability to put the game in their control. And that's a, 
that's a testimony to Zach Taylor and what they've been able to do with their offensive scheme. Yeah, I think one way to put it is they don't run the football a lot, but they can do it effectively when they want to. Yep. And, and Mixon likely being back is one of the best running backs in all of football. He can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. One area this Bengals offense has struggled, though, and it was one of their mandates of the offseason was to rebuild their offensive line. And frankly, it hasn't been very successful. It's gotten better as the season has gone on, but Joe Burrow has been sacked 33 times this year. I believe only Justin Fields and Russell Wilson have been sacked more times. They really wanted to prevent that this year because he was sacked a billion times last season. And the Chiefs defense, conversely, has 35 sacks this year. It's, I think, fifth most in the NFL, fifth or fourth most in the NFL. Uh, the pass rush has been tremendous. Chris Jones is having a monster season. He has eight sacks in his last six games. So the defense, if they can keep the Bengals behind the sticks consistently, if you can get after Joe Burrow, if you can sack him and force the Bengals to have second and long, third and long, that's how you kind of get this offense out of rhythm. And Chris Jones, we talk a lot about like Patrick Mahomes looking forward to this game because uh, he had a second half that he'd like to have back. Chris Jones has mentioned this since, what, training camp, since OTAs, how he's been thinking about this game and how he believes he left some plays on the field. I think Chris Jones will be very motivated for this game. Yeah, it actually motivated his entire offseason and the way he trained uh, in that game. So you mentioned the Burrow sacks, and that's another – Really interesting deep dive into it because you mentioned the 33 sacks he's been he's suffered this year. 51 last year. 19 in the playoffs. Chiefs didn't get him but once. 19 in the playoffs. If you add up since his ACL injury in 2020, late in the year, about this time of year he tore his ACL, he has been sacked 103 times. Now, to me, that is amazing that he's continued his productivity you get sacked 103 times in a year and a half. That's like being Mike Tyson's sparring partner. Yeah, that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of hits. We talked about it last year, and I talked about it with you. And I've seen this over the years in the National Football League to get hit that many times at some point has a cumulative effect. But now he's back again, 33 sacks on a seven and four team uh, with six games to go. I mean, he he might have another 50 sacks, maybe more than that. It's crazy how much this kid gets hit. Yeah, and the thing with him is I'll give him credit. He's a fearless player. He'll stand in there yeah. and deliver the football part of it's on in him. the pocket. And part of it is yeah. on him. If you're the Chiefs, you just have to get to him, and you have to bring him down. And frankly, if I'm being totally honest, one thing I did not respect enough about his game last year going into the playoffs was his ability to move with his legs. Yeah. And he hurt us big time moving the ball with his legs last year. And we saw it last week as well against the Titans. He uh, was able to scramble for a couple first downs, some big first downs. So if you have a chance to get Joe Burrow on the ground, you have to sack him or he'll make you pay. I've got to get him behind the chains, as you alluded to it. It's not only him just tucking and running. He has the ability to move laterally just a step or two. Okay, it was the Peyton Manning trick, right? He's got the ability to move just a step or two and keep his hands and his eyes, I'm saying, uh, up the field. All right, one thing as we close out here, it's Cincinnati week. That ought to get you fired up, is we have not talked about the Cincinnati defense at all. To me, and we both, I think, agreed on this, that's the reason they made the run. We knew about their offense last year, but their defense caught fire. Um, a little bit a couple of weeks before the Kansas City game uh, in early January, and then they were smoking hot uh, coming into the AFC Championship game because of what they did in the upset over the Tennessee Titans. But you look at the like, – like Wilson is one of the most underrated players in this league, a linebacker. And then there are guys up front. Uh, Sam Hubbard's very underrated, and what he's able to do to put pressure on 
Yeah, everybody, the George Karloftis comp was Sam Hubbard. You know, at the maybe that's the floor. I don't know. Uh, but Henriksen has tormented the Chiefs and did so last year in the AFC Championship game. He did so when he was a New Orleans Saint uh, back in 2020. But these aren't guys that are household names when you start throwing out defensive players. But I'm telling you, when the Bengals get hot on defense, they're a load. What I always think about with Logan Wilson is my uh, father-in-law is a big Colorado State fan. That's where Ooh, he went. Wyoming. And, yeah, and I was visiting him the boot. years ago, and it was the battle for the boot. Oof. And Logan Wilson was on Wyoming, and he was like, this Logan Wilson guy is incredible. <laughs> and now every time we play the Bengals, all I think about is Logan Wilson is incredible. Uh, he's a heck of a player. And you're right, their defensive ends are both very good in Hubbard. Uh, and Trey Hendrickson. What's odd, though, is outside of Hubbard and Hendrickson, they've had a very hard time getting after the quarterback. Yep. They have 17 sacks as a team. That's second to last in the NFL. Hubbard has, I think, four and a half of them, and then uh, Hendrickson has six of them. And some of that is D.J. Reader, yeah. who had the knee injury, had the sprained MCL. He's back, too. Mm-hmm. That's a shock. Yeah, right. Uh, but some of that's D.J. Reader because he can be a menace in the middle. He sure can. But overall, as a team, they haven't gotten the quarterback down a whole lot. So hopefully we see some more of that. I also think about Trey Hendrickson in the in the regular season game last year when Joe Tooney had to go out and play left tackle. How amazing that was that Tooney uh, prevented Hendrickson from getting to Patrick Mahomes one time. Hopefully Tooney's back in this game and uh, starting at left guard after missing last week's game. But the Chiefs have got to protect in this game. Can't take this pass rush lightly, but they have struggled getting after the quarterback overall. Two big stats here defensively that jumped off the screen at me with these guys is number six in red zone defense. So here we are again, another top six team. It's hard to score on them. Uh, but they allow the fewest yak yards of any team in the NFL. The Chiefs are number one in yak, right? This team is number one in the league. Like, they're going to get you. You're not going to get a bunch of yards after catch. Uh, and I found that interesting uh, because I think that's part of their defensive success. It is. One area I dug into, though, and this is a fun Matt stat that probably <laughs> no one else finds interesting, but they're allowing at least four yards on first down 45.4% of the time. That's the sixth highest rate in the NFL when the Chiefs have been very good on first down this year. So uh, hopefully the yak is good in this game, but uh, as long as the Chiefs can be good on first down like they have all season and clean up the red zone issues that they uh, had last week very uncharacteristically, uh, I think they'll be okay in this game. It's a very underrated defense. It's the number 13 scoring defense in the NFL. It's a lot of the same guys uh, that they had last year. But again, I think the Chiefs are much better equipped personnel-wise to attack these guys. And as you mentioned earlier, all the different targets in the passing game, it's very difficult to stop this offense because so many guys can make plays. 12 different players on the Chiefs this year have at least one 20-yard reception. 12 different guys. It's That's the most ridiculous. in the NFL. 10 different the, guys have touchdowns. touchdown a meter that we're keeping yes. track of because 14 is the record. And you and I are both calling it. That'll be broken. Now we're down with six weeks to go. But the t- touchdown a meter is at... 10. Yeah, 10 different guys have receiving touchdowns. There's guys in this offense that we know can catch the football that are going to get a receiving touchdown at some point with six games left to go. I hope they get that record. But to get back to my point, there's so many weapons on this Chiefs offense that last year, I don't think you could confidently say there's 10 different guys who can burn you right now if you're Cincinnati defensively looking at the Chiefs. Like they're looking at the Chiefs, they're stopping Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and see if anyone else can beat you. Now it is not at all that. You have to stop a whole host of guys, and that's very difficult to do. Very underrated how different the 2022 Chiefs are than the 2021 Chiefs. Very under or the 2020 Chiefs. Uh very underrated. Okay. I don't care if you live in Cologne, Germany, or Austria, or Newfoundland, 
and you were had to go off the coast to try to find the Titanic back in the day, uh, or in St. John, or let's see, where else? The Philippines. Yep. It's always good, Matt, to try to give blood. Yeah. Right? A blood drive. Uh, the world needs blood, and we can donate blood. Although, this week, I don't know about this week, because it's Cincinnati week. Can you take boiling blood? Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead. 